Hey, Freelance Pretend listeners, this is Chris, your co-host. Uh, before the show starts, I wanted to put in a quick little plug for a comedy variety show that I started here in Los Angeles. It's called Thunder Punch. It is the first Thursday of every month at Skiptown Playhouse in East Hollywood. The next one is Thursday, June 2nd, 2022 at 8 p.m. You can go to thunderpunch.fun for tickets. Uh, maybe Missy will be there. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, but I will be hosting. We'll be having Nick Paul, a really great magician, Eric Helwig, a terrific stand-up, Phoebe Neidhart, and Charlie Lanyon, two other great stand-up friends of mine. Um, uh, and maybe, you know, maybe Missy will be there. I don't know. Uh, but if you go to thunderpunch.fun to get a ticket, hopefully I will see you there. Okay, now let's start the show. This is, uh, um... A very special recording of Freelance Pretend. With the no jet- no working body clocks. The jet lag episode. The life of the actor, it never ends. That's why you listen to Freelance Pretend with Missy Pyle and Chris Grace and friends. So, last night at 8 p.m., I got back from London England, mm-hmm. UK. Mm-hmm. Where is it? It's in the UK. Yeah, but no, I guess it's not in Europe anymore because they. Oh left right, the has the Brexit gone through? Yeah, I don't know really what happened or if there's any difference. Uh, but from my understanding, which is obviously the most very deep, extremely deep. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the one of the biggest issues is like you know they're not allowing. They, they, it's it's sort of like the. Um, Transportation and shipping and stuff has been greatly affected because oh, they're right, not. They got a, it was much easier for things to cross the border. I yeah, assume. and also they people would come in and work from other countries, right. and they're not allowing that anymore. So it's like they're having a hard time finding people to do jobs. I do. Ha- I have friends that are from Poland, and I believe that a lot of them had to like figure out the situation. Like they had a little time limit on how late, how long they could be there. Oh, really? Like comedian friends? Uh, no, friends of just. Uh, like uh, non comedians. <laughs> You're so. How, how do you how do you have Polish friends? Well, what I mean, I have I have friends who are like mus- musicians and comedians, and they have spouses that are. Polish. Oh, they have spouses that do and those, other things. Those people work in like banking and uh, regular stuff, right? Well, uh, occupations that we should have gone into. Oh, why did what were we thinking? I don't know, but um, uh, what I heard was that. Do you remember Brian Mason? Yeah, from uh, North Carolina School of the Arts. He was a junior. He was a junior when we were freshmen. Yes. Apparently, he is a uh, like a felon millionaire venture capitalist now. Brian Mason. <laughs> He's not are, an attorney in Riverside. He very well could be these days. Chunk from the Goonies is an entertainment lawyer out here. Jeff Jeff Cohen. I That's actually, wonderful to know. I actually worked with him briefly on a contract. Uh, so I just got back from London. So my time is all messed up. I was there for five days. Marilyn Manson comes up. That's, yeah, Marilyn. It's, uh, is that well, Brian we went, we went to school. Studio. We went to school with Marilyn Manson, and he's a venture capitalist now. Um, I was in London for my birthday, and uh, I did some stand-up at the Angel Comedy Club, which went very well. Mm. Um, but also, I was there to see plays. Okay. So um, the main thing that was the thrust for the whole play was um, there's your a co- birthday. Was my birthday, but my there's a company called Punch Drunk. Oh yes, who does immersive theater? They did Sleep No More in New York City. I saw that. They have a new show in London called The Burnt City. So um, because their shows are really they don't tra- how, travel. At how all. do you like this? The cats on the table just drinking my water. And the cats on the table drinking <laughs> water from Mrs. Ogles, and I'm missing the sun. <laughs> Yes, uh, the the Missy and Chris improv show is going to be so good. Oh, that's um, what I thought this was. 
So it basically is. So um, Burnt City is an immersive show in London. It's, it's quite good, uh, but it's the kind of thing that doesn't travel. So I was like, oh, I got to go see it there. Why won't it travel? Because it's very specific. It's to environmental. Her. Yeah. They took over two former, uh, previously they were arsenals. Sure. Um, these gigantic buildings and... It's about the and an uh, arsenal for those of us who can't remember is where they keep weapons believe, and bullets yes, and yes, stuff. Yes, exactly. Do you find that as you get older, probably not because you don't have a um, child. <laughs> like your 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 brain is. It's just like squashed. It's like somebody le- like left it out and stepped on it. I don't. I don't generally, but this jet lag from this trip has made me. Feel oh yeah, very why are we foggy. doing? We I was uh, you were in London and you were. I was in Vietnam. Yes, shooting something. Shooting Good Morning Vietnam as a one-woman show. Redoing Robin Williams. I'm redoing Robin Williams. By the way, I feel like you've told me like, oh, I'm not working that much sometimes lately. And you've worked, since we recorded this podcast, you've worked more than I worked. I have to leave right now because I'm working. (laughs) You worked more than I have in the last three years in the five episodes of this podcast. (laughs) I didn't, I don't work very like I hard <laughs> <laughs> or professionally. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of true. No, um, I was offered something, but it's like well, I'm, I get like one day parts yeah, yeah. here and there. And they're like, I did a movie in in um, New Orleans right. that I can't even remember the name of. And I literally was on screen for about four to seven seconds. Right. The Batman that was the Batman. It was the Batman. Yeah. I was playing the Batman. <laughs> they had you shoot your scenes after the movie was released. <laughs> and they didn't put them in the movie. <laughs> and they called the movie something else. So wait, was this only a couple days in Vietnam shooting? Uh, we were there for, for 10 full days. I brought Josh and Zoe, Josh and Zoe's dad. And I kind of really wanted her to see like another, to be yeah. immerse, immersive uh, uh, Talk about theater. immersive theater. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and I asked Josh if he'd be willing to come and, and so we went, and then um, I, they they really wanted me there early because COVID. What I didn't realize before I left is that COVID is was way more advanced there than it is here. Mm-hmm. Um, the cat is still drinking. The cat has still my- drank almost all of your water so far. <laughs> Can we get a mic on that? No, but I will take a photo. I'm going to post this on mm-hmm. some kind of. Yeah, this she- is Stardust drinking water. So this is going to be great content, but this will be this will be on our. Uh, on our Patreon. If you join our Patreon, you can get this exclusive footage. And this paper airplane. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a Patreon, although we should at some point. Because um, um, we, we want to make some cat. We, we, we're Missy doing I, this to make. We to, need some so stable Brian income. Mason can go fuck himself. Yeah. We are going to be the new Brian Mason. Well, just to catch up, the reason I heard about Brian Mason world. was I hung out with our classmate. Lauren Ward. Lauren Ward, who uh, was in Matilda. Nominated for a Tony in a Yes. It is currently on the West End. Uh, she was nominated She's for She's on the Olympic. West End, yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Well, good for her. What? Um, I will say- the What Ameri- was that? Did the, you say? I said, what? what? The American she- accents in- De- She's in Dear Evan Hansen on the West End, and the American accents oh, were excellent. Really? Yes. Yeah, so were. T- <laughs> So be, upsetting. Well, I saw two people in the show that I a couple of people you could tell occasionally, but two people yeah. I was like, is that person American? Like um that, the actor who the actor who played uh Evan I Hansen. find that offensive that British people are playing American. Well, then you should it's go offensive. Then you if oh I thought you thought I thought you were offended that they were so good at the accents. Oh, I'm well that too. Well, if you're offended by that, I'm, then I'm, there's plenty other shows to see that we saw that I won't mention where the American accents were 
Garbage. Abysmal. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, uh, that's good to know. I'm the, uh, that makes me happier. The other thing I want to mention to not you. Not that I'm happy when people fail, but well, there's British not, people are pretty. They, British people are snobbish about our British accents, even though you just did a great one. That's <laughs> right. I can't understand why anyone would think anything other than this is perfect. That's pretty good. I know. <laughs> oh, no, it's perfect. Oh, no. Well, that was all right then, too. Let's do the entire, every episode. Look, guys, I know my British accent's perfect, but when people get snobby about it. It's really, it's really <laughs> irritating. It's really irritating. It's irritating. It's irritating, isn't it? Isn't <laughs> it right? Um, but I guess they don't see the sun very often, so. Oh, my gosh. You're just casting aspersions. No, I. Th- listen, I wanted to bring up that I saw a play with a former showmate of yours who Ooh. is my favorite actor in the world. Missy Pyle. Yes, I saw Missy Pyle. They were talking about me. I'm in the room. Great, mm. you don't have to do that. We have a podcast. I saw Missy Pyle uh, rep- uh, reprising her role of Rooster in Jerusalem. Oh, yes. Mr. Rylance. Yes, who, who I first saw yes. in Boeing Boeing. Yes. On Broadway. I know. I can't believe I worked with him. Yeah. Do you have any memories of working with him? No, of course. <laughs> I mean, like, you know. He's wonderful. You know, he, he, he was in Boeing Boeing. He was the Matthew Watches, who is... Married. Oh, wait, Matthew Warchus. He directed direct- it. Yes, oh, I didn't know that. This is very three yes, six yes. degrees. So, so Matthew Warchus is an excellent director in the UK. He's, married, he's married to our friend Lauren Ward. Yes, who has the best, the sec- fourth best American accent in, <laughs> in Evan Hansen. Yeah. But he directed um, Boeing Boeing, and I came in for Mary McCormack, who'd been nominated for a Tony, which was a little like, oh, I mean, it's kind of awesome, but a little scary. Yeah, yeah, because you're but, following in someone's like award nominated. Right, and they wouldn't. I came out early, and they wouldn't. Let, like, I thought they would let me watch it, and they wouldn't let me watch her performance until I'd what? rehearsed because they didn't want me to see what they had done because it was, it was Gina Gershon and and. Um, but him I mean, and, but like, if you weren't to buy a ticket Catherine on your Hunt. own, would they be like block you from the? No, theater? no, no. <laughs> they didn't want me to see it because I was taking over the role. No, no. no but what I'm saying is like they didn't want to give you a free ticket to see it. If you let me finish the story, I could tell oh you. Oh my god! I mean, Some you're jet lagged. So oh, I'm rude. so. I've been over the pond. Sorry, mate. I'm irritated. Um, I've got grain in me eyes. <laughs> I'm a bit knackered, ain't I? I'm a bit knackered. That's right. Okay, so th- anyway, they didn't want to let you. They didn't want me to see it because the way she had, the way they had done it, they had become this like. You know how play get like it gets set and then it kind of sets in. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. almost like it like gets, a, it gets better after like two weeks. Yeah, but it also becomes this thing on its own oh. that if you this particular play, it, it, uh, they were like, um, we don't want you to see it because they, it had become so crazy, and you could barely understand her because she was playing such a and never seen like this. She was very, and it was very funny, but um, they but, wanted me to rehearse it. Without seeing her, it became. It, 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 what? I, let me tell you. Ask me if the. Ask me. Tell Can me you, if you wouldn't get that thought out. I'm a bit knackered. Like me, you're very knackered. I'm a bit knackered. Um, do you mean that it had gotten crazy and funny, but in a way that was be, would be difficult for someone to just be like, "Oh, I'll just jump into that machine." Yes, and they also they didn't to, want me to because I I would be playing at what she was yes, doing. They which wanted would be you a, to learn fundamentally what they wanted. Yes, to do. and they wanted my performance to be different because uh, obviously, and it was there were three of us coming in that were you know new actors. Paige Davis, Paige Davis, and, and Greg Gurman. Greg, oh, he was going in. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, I wonder if you saw. 
Yeah, you I thought Rebecca Gayhart. She did, but she didn't come in right away. Gotcha. Gina Gershon stayed on for one more month, and I had a fucking ball with her and Rebecca. They were both fantastic. Mm. And we would, and that's the only time I've ever done this. That's not true, probably. But, well, in theater, we would before the last scene, because it's like a seven thousand hour play <laughs> in a comedy, and, and yeah, and, and we would, and, would, and everyone was spent, and then by, before the last scene, we would have a shot at tequila. <laughs> <laughs> just as we'd already kind of finished as you said before you work very professionally on these shows no i don't i don't i i've only the only other time i ever drank um during on a day shoot was i was doing a movie called my uncle Raphael. uh-huh <laughs> and it was this guy had done a stage play an armenian guy and he had played a young man and an older man in the stage play and then they made it into a movie it was quite lovely he was very charming as my uncle Raphael, but he had to have all this stage, this makeup, and we shot at one of his friends' house, and they thought it would be a great idea to give us a picture of, a very strong picture of um, Cosmopolitans at lunch. Wow. And I had one. I never do, but everybody in the cast was having one. I was like, oh, sure. And I couldn't, I mean, you just can't continue to do something over and over and over and over again if you're drunk. <laughs> Unless <laughs> yeah, you're really you mean, good at with, it. With like consistency that it can. Well, your brain is, no, yeah, I would yeah. just, you can't, I physically couldn't, couldn't get the words out. Right. So, my uncle Raphael. It's a phenomenal film. Get that on Hulu. Get and the guy that. who played my uncle Raphael, he would he drank way more than any of us. And the makeup artist would say, "They'd be like, why does the his his makeup look so bad?" She's like, "It's the alcohol in his is pouring through his pores and peeling the latex off." I mean, alcohol, which is something you use to remove makeup. <laughs> yes, it's, 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 his like latex was coming off. It's pretty funny. So they didn't want you to see the performance. They didn't want me to see the performance because it was. It's like when you set something, you know, like you you know, um, or if you put a. A pottery. I'm trying to figure out a good analogy. Like you make a bowl and then you put it in the kiln. Yeah. And then you glaze it. Like it was just, or, you know, colors melded into each other. The performances were so melded together that it was, it was one of the, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It was, they were all outlandish. They had all gone off the rails Mm -hmm. and it was, it was this crazy ride and they wanted it to be, they didn't want me to do, to be doing an impression of her, I think ultimately. Yeah. Reasonable. But I still kind of wish I had. It was so funny. I don't think I could have. She was Wait, crazy. Before when you were like, if you let me finish the story, and then I thought there's going to be some twist at the end. Yeah. I mean, I, I did see it. I ended up seeing it before before I performed. Oh. But they didn't want me to see it before I rehearsed it. Yes, yes. I got you. And then they put me in the third row, and I watched, and I was like, what? And I, you just had stone face I, no, <laughs> to no, intimidate I like, her. Really? This is all you've got? <laughs> Bradley Whitford was in it. Catherine Hahn. Gina Gershon, Mark Rylance. Was Kat, that's interesting that Catherine Hahn was in it back then. Because I feel like only, I mean, I think a lot of people know who Catherine Hahn is in the industry, but I would say only in the last year was Catherine Hahn, after WandaVision, somebody that people really in the general public knew. So it's interesting that, way, I mean. <laughs> well, no, because I have a very, 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 she was she I was I had a run there for a minute where I was making a lot of movies and it was right around the time that I thought I and I don't really make that kind of those kind of movies anymore I just I think Catherine Hahn kind of oh, I saw like, her in a waiting room I was auditioning I was at a callback for Step Brothers uh-huh. and I I was sure I was gonna get I was in a, on a fucking roll this is like got, the dodgeball era yes and I and it was um and I remember I was about to go in for my callback 
And I was like, I had the, I loved the character I'd created. You know, I thought it was going to be great. I was standing in the hallway waiting to go in and I saw this woman across the hall. She's like, you know, maybe 50 feet away and she was running her lines. And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> the way I, her physicality as she was doing it, and like, the, I could have was like, who the fuck is that? Uh-huh. And it was Catherine Hahn. And then she beat me out for like four parts uh-huh. back in the day. And then she, I mean, she's done a ton of stuff. Yeah, I mean, she's, I, I, yes, I know that. That was, and Step Brothers was before, was before. Um, Boing Boing? Boing Boing. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I remember you We're telling older me. Than we look. <laughs> I remember you telling me that Mark Rylance would listen to like uh, an audio recording of like a Minnesota accent or something for like a long time before <laughs> every night. He was he was born in the UK, I believe, but then moved to Minnesota. But in Boing Boing, I think he played like a American. He was American, yeah. Minnesota. Oh yeah, I mean, he was he had a great dialect, but he also ran the the Old Globe for a decade. Old Globe in in, in yeah. the UK, yeah. And um, he was the managing uh, director or whatever, I don't know, or the art acting director while, um, because Matthew Warchus wasn't there when I went in. He didn't ever direct me until after I started performing because Lauren Ward was having a baby. And so he was back in the UK. (laughs) Yeah, I love how dismissively, oh my God, priorities. I know. Um, Congratulations that her uterus works. (laughs) Or am I? but she was like, and so so, um, I was directed in the two week rehearsal process. I was directed by, um, what's his name? Matthew Warches. No, the other one that we we're just talking about. I can't remember his name because I'm jet lagged. We were just talking about him that you saw in. Jerusalem. Oh, Mark Rylance, Rylance. directed you in Boing Boing. He directed me because. Oh, I, I that yeah. would never have occurred to me that like I mean it makes some sense I guess. Well, you have to be directed by someone as when I you know, come but in, I thought maybe like in. some. I thought a lot of puddings are like a stage manager. Like the stage but, manager did run the. He ran I, the. I, it's uh, unusual, I think, for a cast member to direct. But he you. was the the director of the. I mean, they, he was the managing director. You know, he. Oh, I see. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. He he had some other leadership role in the production. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. So that's why I think you should when you're in a play next time when someone comes in, just be like, I'm I'm going to direct you. Just, you know, I'm actually. Um, I did get another job. Um, you're for just, a one I, day this, part. This podcast is pointless. This whole thing is supposed but to be about how hard the industry. But is. it is hard because I'm just, just booking things. I know, but I don't. I don't have a. There's no longevity. Yeah. I mean, I worked one day in Vietnam. Josh got COVID. We had to quarantine. <laughs> Zoe and I had to quarantine in our room. How was the food? Um, uh, it's good. Yeah. It's quite good. But I, we were at a hotel that was very like cl- weirdly cl- colonial. So you could have oh. kind of been anywhere in the world. It was everyone talking in British accent. They were talking like this. Well, I don't know. Hello. Wh- this- Hello. Welcome to Vietnam. This is an accurate <laughs> Vietnam accent, ain't it? That's right. I mean, there's all them Vietnamese people walking around here. I also I, asked Lauren if she would be a guest on the show. And so I'm going to send her this episode and she can just be repulsed by all of our <laughs> accents. She'll and probably, just, if we, if she says yes, I'm sure she'll listen to all of the episodes before she comes yeah, on. She'll listen. I'll tell her to listen to this one. Oh, by the way, Lauren is excellent in Dear Evan Hansen. I believe she was nominated for a, an Olivier Award for her performance. She's very good. Yeah, she was. she originated... The part of Mrs. Honey, something. Miss Honey, in yes. Henny in Matilda. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. And and isn't that how she met Warchus? Did uh, he direct? He directed Matilda. 
Maybe. No, no. She said that they produced Matilda. So I think she must have known him before. She already knew him. Well, because I'm trying to think of who directed the carousel that. So I saw Lauren in Carousel with Audrey McDonald. You know, at Lincoln. So, I mean, I Lauren had like... a similar Missy Pyle like uh, post college trajectory, which is like the summer after she graduated. She was in Carousel at the Lincoln Center. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what an asshole. And then she was Violet in the musical Violet. Oh, that's right. You know, like she, she had. I'm going to be so sad. When she's on, I'm going to be like, hi. <laughs> I mean, it's it it is a ama- like I would say your career and Lauren's careers are the ones that like a drama school is like oh yeah like this is what's gonna happen to you when you well, come to our school. But now they've got a bunch of new people who are working all over Broadway. I feel like oh in school of the arts yeah yes young and, people yes um what what I mean is that like out of a hundred people maybe five people have careers like this mm. out of drama school that are so continuous like I right. I feel like you and Lauren have worked. I think that you've never like gotten a job at Chipotle like I want to get right now. <laughs> I would love to get a job at Chipotle, but I don't want people to be at the Chipotle being like, "Why are you working here?" At the why Chipotle? would you? But why Chipotle? Because I, I, like, I love Chipotle. Yeah, but that's like. <laughs> I mean, not to say you know. I feel like. I want to know how they make that chicken. Well, why don't you just just do Google, a, Google it? <laughs> why don't we just do a podcast episode where we go to Chipotle and you're like, I'm I'm doing research. Well, uh, on how you make this is what I mean. Like, I don't have so I, well. I literally have no humility about like, I would love to just have a job that's like hourly with no emotional investment that I could just leave. Because the thing is, I have skills that I could go get a career job when right. I need money, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to get a web you, job, you know. Couldn't you do like that freelance, like do one job and make like a few? Bangs? I'd say this is, a, this is a good example of like a challenge of being an actor is that yes, I could go do. Freelance web development, I could do. There's a lot of freelance skills that I could go do. However, those things are very similar to being a freelance actor, and they drain the same uh, silos of energy that you have to like silos of energy. You know what I mean? To find clients and and mm-hmm. it's it's like um, I remember my actor friends who would a lot, a lot of actor friends will go get like a real estate license, right? And to me, they hustle so much to sell or rent these properties that I'm just like, I don't have, I don't have that much hustle to hustle real estate and to try to hustle acting. Right. Which is why I want a job for money. That's just like, listen, all I'm saying is if you see me working at Chipotle, <laughs> don't give me, don't tweet on, it's like, you know, the guy from this show is, is that you, you know what? Maybe I just want to be of service to people. <laughs> um, What about doing like, um, an, I've thought about being like an Uber driver. Like that's I, I, something I would do. When I first came to LA, I drove uh, for Lyft, um, which I could do as well. I'm, I'm really happy to do that. Like I really don't have any, per, but, but the thing now that's added, which you, I didn't have like three years ago, which is like, uh, that I don't really want to be in the Lyft when someone comes in and is like, hey, are you this guy? Because like, surprisingly in London, I was recognized like six or seven times mm-hmm. walking around, including on the way home at customs. <laughs> No way. Yeah, the, the lady at customs as I was like going through the little gate. And are you mostly recognized for Superstore? Yeah, for Superstore. Uh, they don't have the other, like, they don't have like Pen15 over there. They don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know what? Part of it is pandemic. A lot of people watch the show during pandemic. Part of it is, is in the UK. They were a year behind. Oh, so okay. some of them have only just watched the last season of the show. When you were in the last season? Yeah, I mean, like one episode in the last season, but like, but and what I mean is, it's top of mind for more mm-hmm. of them over there. 
people in the U.S. watched Superstore like finished it like 18 months ago. So right, you know. Uh, also, also no masks in London. Okay. So I did walk around just sort of like. Oh, and then people were like, "Oh, oh hi, hi, hi." Oh, Do hi. I? They were like, "Oi, are you that?" Hello. Oh you, my God. Are you that geezer off a superstore? I can't believe it. So. Right here. Um, so I just want to say, Jerusalem that Mark Rylance is in in London. It's almost all sold out, but it's like it's an amazing play. Uh, I don't know if it, it's a limited run. I don't know if it'll. Come, I would love for it to come back to the U.S. Um, I would too. But it's an amazing play. It's an amazing performance. Um, and also, uh, I was saying Lauren is excellent in Dear Evan Hansen, and The Burnt City is an excellent immersive play. Bad U.S. accents, though. No accents, no dialogue in The Burnt City. It's mostly Burnt movement City. and dance. Um, God, I want to see that. What's the other one that they did? Uh, the Drowned Man they did in the U.K., uh, and then they did Sleep No More. That's the only ones I know of. I saw Sleep. Where was Sleep No More? In New York City. On It's still there. If you're in New York City, please go see Sleep No More. It's I amazing. did see it, didn't it's I? Amazing. Yeah, it's on five floors of a warehouse. You put on these white masks. That's right. And you walk around. I saw it when I was in Boeing Boeing, I think. Ah. I barely remember it, though. Uh, and another it's a lot of drinking back then. Fun thing, fun thing that we saw was Back to the Future, the musical. It was... Very fun. I, I mean, I don't, this is a fresh new podcast, so people don't know how much I hate shows like this generally. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I've seen some recent shows that were shows based on movies that were just like, just some of the worst things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And that so, was from your podcast. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. I mean, I mean, Eric and I did have a theater podcast where there were a lot, we would go see stuff. How many here. podcasts do you have now? Just this, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have a theater podcast where we basically ran into the problem of like, we'd see shows and just be like, this is a piece of garbage. Right. And you can't really say that. And then like, you know, uh, I'll tell you off the air how like I mentioned something and someone from our, from our college was like, Oh, but I worked on that. And it's like, right. Of course it's tough. But so I'm just saying all this to say that my expectations for back to the future, the musical were were quite low. Um, But uh, I've never seen Roger Bart perform live. Uh, and he was excellent. He's really funny. Uh, he was in The Producers, I believe. He's a very funny comic actor. Um, uh, now I'm looking him up. I think... Oh, yeah. Oh, he's great. Yes, he's really, really funny, and I'd never seen him uh, perform before. Um, I would say that, there, there's to me, there's no question that show should come to Broadway because it's, it is of this... You know, you could call this whole category of shows kind of cynical, which is like, let's just take a property from people's memory... Put it on stage to the and we'll make lots of references to, you know, the things you love from Back to the Future. They're all like ticked off, you know, the boxes how are all is, ticked, as they say. How is um get your damn hands off her? Uh so this is why I would say, okay, so that show is it for all of the fan service of like, I remember this movie. This is what I liked about the movie. It hits all the things that you remember. It makes some pretty smart changes to the plot in terms of like, they're just things that are like hard to do on stage. Mm-hmm. And so like and the car. No, the car is incredible. Okay. The car is pretty much like, like there's a few moments where you're, where I thought this, this moment is coming up for the car. Right. How are they going to, they're not going to do that. And then they would mm-hmm. do it. That was surprising and, and fun. But I will say that the main reason I think it should probably come to Broadway and that it will be a hit is that it hits the get your damn hands off her. It hits the Earth Angel kiss. Mm-hmm. 
and it hurts the it hits the um where we're going we're not gonna need roads and it hits uh one more there's like four moments in the second act that no matter how corny you think and by the way this show does have one moment that is the corniest cringiest thing most kind of most like the most cringy thing i've maybe ever seen in theater i'm not mm-hmm. gonna i'll tell you off the air i won't describe it but like i it, it went so it was so corny that i ended up loving it because it was just such a bad choice right so i will say this show does have that but the four emotional moments i'm talking about in the second act were hit so well mm-hmm. that eric and i both like teared up at the earth angel dance Aww. and the the get your damn hands off her was like that it was staged in a way that was that I think will last and it'll make the show hit. And, th- and I think that's what separates that show from other shows. Anyway, go see it. It'll be fun. Two thumbs up. You, there, you know, at one point while you were just talking, you said it hurt. It hit. You were like, it hit this. And then you went, it hurt. I hit. Yeah. And I thought what a good, a good segment would be hit or hurt. Hit or hurt. By Chris Grace. Yeah. It was a moment that hit me that would they hit it or they hurt it. Like, the, the British accents in this podcast. Did they, they hurt. Was it a hit? Did they, did they hit it? Or did they hurt it? Did these accents oh. hit you? Or the, did they hurt you? Oh, Mr. Gallagher. Sinn Moin. Sinn Moin. I love Mogabajan. <laughs> oh, boy. For our two listeners. For our two listeners. Uh, so, what is the name of this Vietnam movie? Um, the name of the Vietnam movie is A Tourist Guide to Love. It's a, a Netflix movie, and it's basically um, a Rachel Lee Cook movie. Do you know who she is? She was back in She's All That and Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. And, um, was this a Josie and the Pussycats reunion? For us, it was. Fun. She and I worked together a, a couple of years ago. Oh, look, now the I've drank some of the water, and the cat's trying the to cat get in there. The cat came back. She came back from Mrs. Water. She came back for a sip of water. Trying to be an author. <laughs> I do want to do a quick little plug which I forgot to plug in the, our previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursday, June 2nd, I'm hosting my second comedy variety show. Oh, yeah? At the Skip Town Playhouse. It's called uh, Thunder Punch. Oh, do you have any room? Can I do something? Or no? Yeah. Or you fold? No. Are you Do you want to come do a song? Can I come do a song? Yeah, absolutely. Misty, what day is you it? heard it here first. Thursday, June 2nd. You heard it first. Misty. Uh, Wait. Light commitment and then an immediate reschedule for Missy Pie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but my it, it, friend is doing, there's a secret, my daughter might have a, um, a song to perform. She might, my daughter's performing it. Well, here's it, the thing. It's the my fir- daughter's performing at a competing, um, <laughs> it's the first Thursday okay. of every month. So you oh, can really? do July, you could do August. Hold on. No, it's, your example uh, of months. yeah, I can do it. Thursday, I do have to pay my mortgage that day, but okay. I'm putting it in there. So you want some, some cut of the door? Yeah, I, of course, I won't do it without it. <laughs> it is at the Skip and Town Playhouse. It could be Missy Pile in. Yeah, I mean, sure. Thunder Punch is what it's called. The, the website is thunderpunch.fun. Instagram is thunderpunch. Wait, um, thunder, what, did you just, you just completely, because you have to leave in like a minute. So you went, thunder, uh, you yeah. didn't even like finish it. Thunderpunch.fun is the website and the Instagram. And we had our first one last month and it went very well. Oh my God. It was one of these things where I was, uh, it's a live show, by the way, it's in Los Angeles. So if you don't live here, then book a ticket. Fuck off. Um, but, um, but it was one of those things where three days before the show, I thought, is anyone going to show up to this thing? And it, how many people came? About 30, and it only seats 36. It's a small, small space. Get your tickets now. Get your tickets now. Uh, I'll put up an Eventbrite link from the um, podcast. Tell me, okay, that's very exciting. Yes, come play one to three songs. 
I'll start. I'll just keep playing. And then you'll be like, how do we get her off? You'll have lights back there. Yes. Lasers. And then you'll just come and cut my arms off. Oi, get this one off. Get that one off the stage. Get off the stage. Get your hag off the stage. (laughs) Get this old hag off the stage. Um, Okay, so what else is going on? I'm going to... um, this is my, I did, I will say, I am very good at getting like a last minute job. Oh. Like somebody always falls out of something. And sometimes I'll get the email that they mentioned to the person that fell out. I'm like, you're, I'm like a, I'm the relief pitcher. Right. So sometimes they're like, dear Meryl Streep, here are your <laughs> uh, wardrobe requirements. Yes. I did actually get a part that Cher declined once. Wow. Yeah. It was a part in Boston Legal. Cool. And uh, that was a long time ago. So there's a list somewhere that's like number one chair, number two Missy Pyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you, can you talk about this thing that you just got? Oh, the last yeah, time? it's the it's in the new the new Doogie Howser spinoff. Oh, Kamalaya. Is that how you pronounce it? I actually don't know. But I you're flying either. to Hawaii. I'm flying to Hawaii. Nice. Isn't that ridiculous? To play like a hospital administrator. I remember we talked about this podcast, and it was like, it, let's, let's talk about how hard it is to be an actor. It is. Well, I did. I did. I did. As I was leaving Vietnam, I was like, well, that's it. I got nothing else lined up. And then and I now landed. Now you do. The was universe like, was like, let's get her to Hawaii. But that's it. And I got nothing after that. Okay. So, in other words, we're both free to book. That's right. And that's not true. I have a. I have a gig on June second. That's right. With Chris, we should do a. Um, we'll do one a, li- a live one of these at some point. That'll be fun. Have people come up and ask, like, "Are you the lady from um, Freaky Friday? <laughs> Are you from on the Parent Trap?" <laughs> I once said somebody asks me a lot. You know, I told you it was Elaine Hendricks, and and so uh, most of the time I say it's Elaine Hendricks, but sometimes I'm just like, "Oh, they're like we love you, the Parent Trap," and I'll, sometimes I'll go, "Oh, thank you." And then this one girl goes, like, "She was like, was that you in the Parent Trap?" And I was like, mm, or she was like, "I liked you in the Parent Trap," and I'm. If they ask me if it was me, I always say no. But if yeah. they say I liked you, sometimes I'll say thank you. And then this one girl was like, I liked you in the parent tribe. And I was like, thanks. And then like I looked over and she was like a part of a, I don't know, some kind of volleyball team. or uh-huh. And like 20 people came over. And we're like, oh my God, we loved you. Oh, no. And then I was like, oh, well. I I, I did notice in London this time, that, which may might happen to you sometimes, which is when they, <laughs> they come up and they say, hey, are you Chris? Grace, in a way that's like you. So you clearly looked at IMDb yes. ten seconds ago, <laughs> or yeah, you looked on um, you looked on the, you just looked up Superstore. Yeah, saw your face. Do they? Do you ever get that feeling of a hundred percent? Yeah. Before, uh, before are that, you, are you? Is your name Missy? As if Missy would be like the first guess for right. someone's name. Yeah, and Ben Feldman is in the show. He's in Superstore, right? Yeah. He's in the Tourist Guide to Love. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. He must He's have lovely. loved it over there. He must have had all sorts of restaurant tips. He has a lot of tips. He always has restaurant tips. Well, he and he gave me he gave me tips when I got there yes. where we should go. He always has tips. And then his wife came and they like toured toward Vietnam. Ben Feldman is like a living Yelp. He's very, very, very lovely. Yeah. And um generous and fun and you know, like the opposite of some people. <laughs> yeah, opposite of uh, Elaine Hendricks. It's Elaine like, Hendricks. Uh, no, I just thought, you know, um, Connor. Or Lauren Ward. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Lauren. I, I'm a big fan. Although Con- we dated the same guy in college. Who? We might have slept with this. McDonald, Jeff McDonald. Oh, I didn't know Jeff McDonald dated Lauren Ward. They dated before the year before we got there. Jeff Mack. We got to get Jeff Mack on the show. Uh, author. Uh, author Jeff McDonald. Yes. Yes. He's, he's, the first six months I dated him, he was. I mean, this is ridiculous. He was devastated over Lauren Ward. 
It was dumb. And I'd be like, ah. So somewhere there's a list that's number one, Lauren Ward, number two, Missy Pyle. And then she'd number be three, like, Cher. Aaron, I love Aaron. Remember, she, she came back from Summer Stock and she was in love with a guy named Aaron. I don't. We, we, we'll ask her. You played her in our showcase, like our, our Christmas, Christmas show. And you were like, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Wasn't that you? You know, when I'm in a show, I'm a vessel. But when I'm the, when I'm off, when the show's gone, just, the vessel the empties. The vessel empties, and you go um, back to being neutral. I was just thinking, Connor Ratliff just had a podcast about him being fired from uh, Band of Brothers, and the end goal was to get an interview with uh, Tom Hanks, which he ended up getting. Mm. Um, and I think this podcast, our goal should be getting Elaine Hendricks on the show. It should be. I bet you we could get her. The, you know who else I'd like to get on the show? You know, I was fired from the public theater, right? I was fired from a Midsummer play? Night's Dream playing Helena. I was a week into rehearsal. Who's the director? And the director was, um, he fell through a trap door on stage and broke collapsed his lung. What? I know. <laughs> What's his name? Were, were you anywhere in the vicinity no. when this <laughs> happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, Daniel Day Lewis. No. Uh, <laughs> I love um, that. By the way, I love that you don't know the director's name. No, I do. I I blocked him out because I was so. It was it was the worst moment of my life when he fired me because he's like, "We're all going to take five. and he's like, "Missy, can I talk to you?" And I remember like sitting because this is my dream to do Shakespeare yeah. in the fucking park. Are you kidding me? And I had a node on my vocal cord, and my doctor would have been like, "You you really Wait, shouldn't do give this me, play." Give me because we have to go. Give me the short version of this story, and then we'll do the full long version. Um. The short version is that he pulled me over and said, um, I miscast you. You're, you're really Hermia. Oh. And I'm going to have to let you go. Do you want me to? He said, do you want me to clear the theater so you can leave? He's like, we'll tell everybody that it was a scheduling error. And by the way, he wasn't like, he wasn't like, so I'm firing the woman playing Hermia. <laughs> like, you know, if like, I've cast you in the wrong role. Let me move you over. Uh, no, he, he, and you know, um, who came in was uh, Martha Plimpton. Who I had done, I had done, done the Libertine, the Libertine with, with. At Steppenwolf with Malkovich. Um, Missy's first job out of school, except for that, some summer stock, uh, young Abe Lincoln thing or something. Yes. Uh, well, anyway, let's save the stories because I got to okay. go. But um, the point is, we're going to try to get Elaine Hendricks. And then you said you'd like to get. I'd like to get that director on here who fired oh. me. That would be a big deal. Yeah, yeah. That would but be I can't find his name. He's related to Martha Plimpton. I think it's her stepdad. <laughs> no, it's not. It is. I mean, you don't think that's a little suspicious? <laughs> her stepdad's name is... <laughs> what? God, I can't... Why can I not remember his name? His his name is Puck. Shit. Okay, well, this is okay. a good little research project for us. If you um come out there, come out in the next... Just let us know. Anyway, whatever. Keith Carradine's her dad. But her stepdad is... Martha Moon's dad is Keith Carradine? Yeah. What? I don't know. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll sort this all out next time. Great. Um, thank you for listening to Freelance Pretend. Oh, she told me a fun River Phoenix story, I'll tell you. Oh, afterwards. Cool. They dated for a while. Oh. Um, so we'll see you next time. At, and are you going to be in Hawaii between now and next episode? No, I'm coming back and I'm never working again. <laughs> okay. Now, when are you going to... My question is, is... Tomorrow. Oh, so you will be in Hawaii. When are you back is my question. Sunday. Oh, geez. These, why, are, why are we doing these quick little trips? That's all I do. They're, but they're, I literally, I work for a day. They're ruining, they're ruining our bodies. <laughs> I know. I just got back Sunday from Hanoi. It was a 24-hour trip. Uh-huh. I just last night for the first time felt a little bit better. Like I still... Now let's screw it up again. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, okay. we'll see you next time. Our life is so hard for us. That is the <laughs> point assholes. of this part. I know. Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
All right. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Freelance Pretend with Missy Pyle and Chris Grace. This show is a production of Invisible Treats, and today's episode was edited by Eric Michaud. The intro music is Happy Guitars by Ilya Truhanov, with vocals by Chris Grace. And the outro music is Cabana by Peter Spacey, both courtesy of Artlist.io. You can reach us on email at freelancepretend at gmail.com, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>